Welcome to Freedom Matters Today, equipping you to fight misinformation with the truth. This is week nine, part four of our series, Freedom from Fascism, a Christian response to mass formation psychosis. I am Michael J. Sutton. We seek to understand freedom from a Christian perspective. The theme for week nine is Mass Formation Psychosis and Revenge. The title for today's podcast is a question. Can there be forgiveness without blood? Can there be forgiveness without blood? Jesus Christ is the only one who understands true forgiveness. He is the only one who became sin for us. Jesus took upon his body on the cross the sins of the world, dying not only his own death, but in our place. I believe he was the only one who could possibly understand forgiveness, certainly one born of a woman under the law as he was. I stand with him on this and I don't care what people think. The alternative is a cult of death and revenge, payback without end. Just look at our world today. Unfolding in the Ukraine is not a war. I'm sorry, it's not a war. It's not a civil war nor even an invasion. It is a recipe for centuries of bloodletting and payback. This has already been a family dispute, a blood feud for over a decade. But now enough blood has been spilt for generations of hatred, family division, enmity, anger, discrimination and exclusions. There are martyrs, victims, casualties and war heroes. The only ones who will benefit from the war in the Ukraine will be the foreign death merchants, the arms dealers, the analysts and the experts. They make their living picking through the corpses of nations and write books and academic papers in their ivory towers. They all live far from the war zone, wearing their designer suits and drinking the best champagne. The ordinary people will, however, continue to suffer. Can there be forgiveness without blood? Without Christ, there will never be forgiveness in Ukraine or in any theatre of war. There will be war without end, until the return of Christ. Western foreign policy also gives birth to revenge. Without death, there is no true forgiveness. Just look at American foreign policy. Look at Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the carpet bombings of civilian targets in Tokyo and Osaka. All the Western imperialist nations acted in the same manner. They have the same assumptions, expectations and beliefs. These nations laid waste to the world, trying to build it in their image, and they expect to get away with it. If history is any indication, nations do not forget. Nations always plot revenge. Blood will be required. It was not only the law of Moses that required the shedding of blood. Can there be forgiveness without blood? What do you think? Look at the burnt cities in the Middle East, or the laments over Hiroshima, or the graveyards of the killing fields. Payment in kind is universal. It is common logic. The writer to the Hebrews in reference to the law of Moses writes in Hebrews 9.22, In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. And without this shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. 
James reminds us that war is simply hatred on a national level. People are always the same. He writes in chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. And you do not have because you do not ask God. When you do ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives. There is often a disconnect between the rich and the rest in terms of vengeance and payback. Some people cannot be bought off. Some things cannot be forgiven or forgotten. Often there needs to be blood. I have often said that people do not change and the world does not get better or worse. People do not want to forgive others. They want justice. This is an ancient belief. Most believe it today. Only a fool would ignore the power of this logic. Any salvation must resolve the problem of vengeance. Because forgiveness without justice is fake. Can there be forgiveness without blood? As I've said before, the liberal traditional fascists and the churches are dying out because people do not believe in their hippie love train version of God. People believe in punishment for sinners, justice for the oppressed. They believe that forgiveness without justice is fake. If God can simply declare the forgiveness of the whole world, then why was there any reason for Jesus to turn up in the first place? Why bother being a Christian anyway if all that matters is simply living a good life and trying your best? In fact, why bother going to church and paying the salary of the Christian fascist if it doesn't matter anyway? Christian fascists respond and say, God is love and all are forgiven and that Jesus' death on the cross was not in payment for sin or for anything. They say that Jesus just offered an example of kindness and that there's no need for an atonement. All God needs to do to make it happen is to forgive at no cost to him and no cost to us. This means Jesus died for nothing. It means that Jesus did not even need to come. More important question is if all we need is love, then why are so many churches full of gold? I once heard a priest dripping in gold-leafed embroidered cloaks stand up. He was in a pulpit made from Italian marble imported from Europe. His church cost tens of millions of dollars. He said, all we needed was love. Fine. If that's so, then he didn't need the gold-leafed embroidered cloak or the Italian marble or the expensive church, did he? Of course, he didn't believe his own message, nor did his congregation, but it sounds good. Most people who ever talk about forgiveness but believe in revenge. I believe most people believe in payback, injustice, even if Christian fascists do not. They want punishment for sinners. They want penalties for those who commit crime. In addition, they don't want forgiveness for everyone. Even the smallest mistakes these days are unforgivable. Can there be forgiveness without blood? I don't think so. Sit in any cafe and wait for the prejudice to spill over in any conversation. Sooner or later, someone is to blame. Someone is needing destruction. Someone needs to die. And someone needs to go to prison. The idea of forgiveness revolts most people. 
One mistake is enough to destroy a person. There is no going back, no second chance, no forgiveness. And why is that? People believe a sinner is someone else. The old Christian fascists preach that Jesus did not have to die. They say God is a God of love, that we're all God's children, that all is forgiven. It's about love, love, love. The problem is that no one outside the church believes that. It is this old hippie version of Christian fascism that's dying out faster than the supply of magic mushrooms and long-haired hippies. It's being replaced with a new, stricter version of Christian fascism that goes to the opposite extreme. For these new Christian fascists, there is forgiveness only for the morally upright and a list of unforgivable sins for everyone else. The basic message is that a sinner is someone else. People want those sinners to pay. It is not love that makes the world world go around. Let me just say that again. It's not love that makes the world go around. It's blood, vengeance, payback, revenge, the vendetta. It is the heart and soul of the culture, and it resonates deeply in many cultures around the world. During COVID hysteria, this was clear. The unvaccinated were promoted as the worst sinners in the world. They were putting people in harm's way. They were being selfish and they were not looking out for the well-being of others. At other times, Muslims received the blame. Or women, or minorities, or people of different backgrounds and beliefs. People want sinners to pay for their sins. We see ourselves as righteous and only other people as sinners. As I've said, a sinner is always someone else. What does God think of vengeance? The old Christian fascists don't believe in God, so they see talk of revenge in the Bible as primitive pre-Western superstition. The new fascists rejoice that God will destroy those who do not conform to the new righteousness and loyalty tests. But what does the Bible say? God will take revenge. He tells us not to. Paul says in Romans 12:19, Do not take revenge, my dear friends. But leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. God tells us to think about the death of Jesus and the payment for sin paid for on the cross for us. What is the greatest evil in the world from God's perspective? The Bible teaches that the greatest evil in the world is rejecting the Son of God. Even a murderer can find grace and mercy from God if he or she believes Christ is Lord. No one will receive mercy if they reject the Saviour God has appointed. That is Christianity. Your friends, the Christian fascists, will have a heart attack if they hear someone say this. They will lie to you about the Christian faith until they're blue in the face. Why? They want your money. They want your support and your devotion. But they dismiss the Bible and they don't believe in God. So why do you tolerate them? I'll leave you with some words from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 29 to 31. The writer of the Hebrews says these words, How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctifies them, 
and who has insulted the Spirit of grace. For we know him who said, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can read today's podcast on our blog at freedommatterstoday.com or listen to all the earlier episodes of Freedom from Fascism. Please subscribe. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom Matters Today.